it's dark outside and there are a few clouds but in between those clouds I see large patches of dark sky with a few stars twinkling and I normally don't record this late at night but I just had to go out for a walk I've been sitting at my desk for two days in a row now and especially this particular day I've been uh, I've been working for <laughs> a little bit more than I actually planned to do um, but this is a perfect moment to talk about that experience and about something that we all struggle with from time to time and that is setbacks and how we react to them there's this um, famous Dutch comedian who in one of his shows ha always has this joke where he has a service announcement for all those who had registered for the course dealing with disappointment the course has been cancelled <laughs> and everybody laughs because <laughs> how do you deal with disappointment uh, if, if the course is uh, is cancelled. I don't have to, to explain the joke. <laughs> but dealing with disappointment is something that we need to learn how to do because disappointments are part of life. We, we hope, of course, that we are successful, that everything is going smooth. But from the moment we were born until the very last day of our existence, there will be setbacks, there will be moments where uh, all our plans evaporate or when everything that we had carefully planned and hoped to realize falls apart and then what well um, let me tell you what happened in the past few days it all started when I picked up my new iPhone 15 Pro Max I'd been looking forward so much to to finally have a new phone with a camera that allows me to do so much more than with any other phone I've ever owned. And I was particularly excited about those last-minute uh, novelties that, that, that were presented. Actually, were not um, leaked beforehand, but during the presentation of the iPhone, I discovered that not only would it be possible to uh, to record to an external hard drive uh, which then eliminates the need for these very expensive versions of the phones that you had to buy in the past when you wanted to do anything seriously with, with video recording. Uh, you needed to buy the very expensive high-level iPhones with lots of internal memory um, because nowadays video files are very large. But this phone... Uh, was able to record straight to an SS, uh, SSD, so an external hard drive. But the big surprise was it would also be able to do that with an industry standard when it comes to uh, recording footage, which is called log. It's a bit of a technical um, uh, term. But the idea is that if you record in log, it compresses all the the color information and the contrast so you get a very it looks terrible it looks very flat but the thing is because of that compression it is able to 
um, have a much wider range of colors and of gradients. And so you can, later on, when you're editing the material, you can get so much more out, out of that image. Whereas normally when we use our phones, it, it just, um, it already does a lot of that processing for us. It makes a lot of decisions based on um, what it perceives to be the, the best balance. The thing is, when it does that, it, it leaves out a lot of information. It gets rid of a lot of the nuances in the image. And this new phone, and this is the first time uh, that Apple provides this uh, natively, uh, is able to, to use that industry standard to record in log. So I was so excited about that. And um, I had been waiting for this new phone for a year. I deliberately did not get a new phone, even though I was absolutely uh, in need of, a, of an upgrade. But I, I, I didn't buy it last year because I knew that this iPhone 15 would bring a couple of pretty groundbreaking innovations um, that would be extremely helpful for the kind of work that I do. And the reason that I that I wanted to have a, a phone with good video capacity is that I've learned when I was walking to Santiago and my Sony camera broke down that the best camera is the one that still works and that you have in your pocket, which at the time was an iPhone 6. And I filmed the entire um, six-week endeavor on an iPhone. And that, of course, was um, a long time ago. And the capabilities of, of that particular iPhone at the time were pretty impressive. But nowadays it would be um, not at all... Um, uh, up to, up to the, the the standards now, but it was all I had, and I was so happy that I had that phone. Otherwise, I would have no memory, no video of that whole experience. It would have, um, well, just rewatching all that footage and editing it again for television. It was such a blessing. All that thanks to a phone. So I was like, well, my basic, my, like the 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 go-to camera should be a phone because you always carry a phone with you. And then, of course, you can have other equipment as well. But if that breaks down or there is a problem or you're running out of battery power, I still remember that time that I was in uh, New Zealand trying to film on the movie set of, uh, of The Lord of the Rings, of the, uh, the Shire, and I had forgotten to charge my batteries and I had no backup camera. And I still regret it until today that I was unable to film any of uh, that incredible experience there. Thankfully, a few years later, I went back and then I made sure I had more than one camera with me. But so that phone, um, finally having it in my hands, I was eager to try it out. But as you can imagine... You buy a new phone, you first have to install it, uh, move all the stuff from my old phone over to the new one, and there's always, there are always things that don't work immediately. So I gave myself a couple of days to just get settled with that new phone. And then last Sunday, um, it was a gorgeous day, beautiful weather, um, not too warm, but sunshine. Um, 
I was uh, scheduled to celebrate Mass in, where was it? It was in Aden, so it's north of where I live. And I knew that there is a pretty good bike connection, or how do you say that? It's a pretty good road that goes straight to the zoo near Arnhem. And normally when I go to the zoo from where I live, from this town, Benicom, um, I have to go over a number of mountains, and it is a pretty strenuous ride. It is, um, it's not fun, especially when you have to climb those, those hills on a warm day. Uh, but if I, would drive, uh, if I would ride my bike straight from the church to the zoo, then that is a much... It's more, it's more nor- north of, of, these, of these hills, so it would be much more flat and much more... Uh, pleasant. So that's what I, that's what I decided to do. I was like, I'm going to go to the zoo. And I had this idea that I, um, that I developed um, over the past few weeks. And that is, um, since I would like to show more of what I'm doing, give you a more uh, of a behind the scenes idea of what this is what I'm working on. This is what we've accomplished. I wanted to do a monthly video with a, a short, you know, it should be between five and ten minutes, but just a recap. This is what we've been able to do this past month, and this is what we are working on right now. And then in, in, in a monthly video, I can engage my community in the work that I'm doing. Otherwise, you only see the end result, like now you're listening to this podcast, but... Um, this is why at the beginning I tell you it's it's late at night. It's I think ten thirty right now, p.m. and it's dark and I'm still recording this because I wanted to go out for a walk anyway. So you have a little bit of context, but oftentimes the only thing you see is the final, the final production, and uh, that's with the podcast a very. Um, a frequent thing. There is this cadence of every week there will be two new shows and I've been able to keep that up for uh, for two years now. So, but for all the other stuff that I do, it's much more irregular. There are times where, uh, you know, I won't be posting new videos for, for weeks just because it takes time to put a video together. And since um, I'm I'm focusing more on these bigger scale productions... Um, the documentary about Brittany is the one that I'm currently working on. I figured, you know what? It, it, I think it. I think at least some of you would probably appreciate seeing a little bit of what's going on right now, even though I can't show you the end result. I, I read a book about um, creativity a while ago, and it had a f- couple of recommendations. One was, uh, "Don't be afraid to steal." <laughs> So don't don't be afraid to do what other people do well and give it your own spin. And another advice was don't share just the end product, but share the process, share the journey. And um, I I realized that that is something that I I didn't do enough uh, up until this, this moment where I felt, well, you know what, I don't have to make updates every single week but a a monthly rhythm like a monthly video that could be an occasion to show you what's going on what I'm working on and it's also 
an occasion to celebrate the things that went well and the, the feedback that we've gotten. And sometimes you have these amazing personal um, stories that people send me where um, they share how much a certain podcast or uh, an encounter with someone in the community or even a personal encounter with me, how, how that has, imp- has impacted them. And so um, those are things that you, you, I tend to forget that. And it is so important to celebrate those, those, uh, those positive moments. And um, so th- that was my idea. I will go after mass. I'll, I'll ride my bike to the zoo, which is, of course, a very visual, visually stimulating environment. And then I can try out the new phone. And I can film that that recap video of, you know, this is what we've been working on in the month of September. And I was so excited. I could try out all these things. And, and, and it's also a bit, when I'm in the zoo, that's my happy place. I love the fact that when I'm there, I don't think of work. I, I, I'm constantly amazed by the, the wonders of nature and by these... these these animals and I love what when you enter the zoo the first thing you see is this big um, side full of rocks and there's a little pond and it's, it's full of penguins and these penguins are are funny the way they they interact and uh, there's always something to see and then a little bit further you have elephants and then if you go up a hill um, there is an enclosure for for monkeys and you have uh, the uh, what is it? The lemurs, I think. I'm not sure how they were. They're called. Um, and and then one of my favorite places in the zoo is the the dome where you have a, a recreated jungle. There are actually two domes. One with lots of butterflies and and birds, and the other one um, with um, larger birds and and plants and. Uh, um, more, more a, a classic rainforest type of jungle, and then you have the ocean. You have the it's like a, an underground aquarium. It feels like you're going underground, um, and you have these these massive tanks full of fish and coral and, and and sharks, and it's amazing. I love that place so much, and so I totally f- see myself filming that um, that that uh, monthly report. And then having, I always have something to show in the meantime, so it would also be a bit of a tour of my favorite happy place. So that's what I did. I, I filmed uh, a, a number of stand-ups. I, I didn't want to do anything fancy, so no external hard drive, no filters, not even an external camera. I wanted to just use the phone as is because... The first thing you want before you add all the extra uh, stuff is to master the basics of the device. And um, so it would also be an audio test. How, how good are the microphones? Are they able to capture me even if there's a lot of noise on a day? A Sunday, of course, it's very crowded in the zoo, so there will be a lot of background noise. Um, well, let's see. Let's just record something and, and then in ad- editing we'll, we'll see. Uh, how it turns out. I had the time of my life. It was so much fun. Uh, 
I, I loved filming it. I was in a good mood. So when you're, when you're in, in a, when you're enjoying yourself, there's also an energy in, in the way I speak to the camera. And I could, I could see that right when I was looking back on the stuff that I recorded. I could tell that I was having a great time. So I was so happy. Um, walked around there for, I think, two or three hours. And the sun was already setting. So it was getting a bit harder to, um, to shoot. Plus, I also had to ride my bike back home, which is another hour. And this time, on the way back, I would actually go over the hills. So I wanted to use that little bit of energy that I had left to, uh, uh, to do that. Came back home with the phone. And, and, and this was on a Sunday. And I made a critical mistake. Normally on Sunday, I try to, I try to relax. I try to um, have at least a little bit of time to wind down. Even when I'm in the zoo and I'm, uh, I mean, enjoying myself, I'm still recording. I'm still concentrating. I need some time to just not be to not be focused. To just play a stupid video game or watch a TV show or something like that. But instead of doing that on Sunday, uh, what I did actually was I started to study how can I uh, create a workflow for this because. Uh, the what this feels like a, a a new start, like a fresh, it's a new project. And in the, in the past, I've always been working on my laptop. I I um I have this uh, MacBook Air that I bought two years ago when I had to um, film a short um, report in in Rome for the uh, canonization. Was it the canonization of Jesus Bransma and some other saints? Probably. And so, uh, f- because I was paid for that by the television company, uh, that money that I made, I could uh, finally get myself a, a decent laptop, which is a wonderful, um, wonderful device. It's, it's the M1 MacBook Air. It was so much faster than any other computer that I'd ever used. However, now that I'm starting to work with larger files, especially with the phone, of course, I can make the jump from 1080p, which is regular high definition resolution, to 4K, which is, of course, right now the standard for anything you see on Netflix, on Disney Plus. It's all 4K. Um, but those files, of course, are so much larger than the high definition content that I normally work with uh, on television. So I knew that that laptop was going to have trouble with that kind of um, hardcore editing. And so uh, I figured since this is going to be a, a new start, I'm going to make the jump to 4K. I also need to finally sit down and work out a good workflow. With the laptop, there's an additional problem. And that is since I bought the cheapest version at the time, which was 900 bucks, uh, it only came with eight gigs of, of RAM, so internal memory, which is, eh, it works because it's Apple. On a PC, it wouldn't be enough. But with these larger files and more complicated edits, it's, it's not enough. And so it starts using the hard, or the internal memory, like the hard, the storage, the SSD storage, 
which also was very limited. It was just 256 gigs, which is um, the same amount of internal memory that I currently have in my phone. But then it had to serve the entire infrastructure of a, of a Mac. And so I, I was like, yeah, this is probably not going to work anymore. And I, I already put everything on external drives. The, the, the hard drive of the Mac was, was filled to the brim just with apps. And every time I wanted to do something extra, I would get this notification. You're running out of space. Please clear out some stuff. So I, I constantly was managing the storage space on, on the Mac. And, uh, and that's when I made a decision last week. I was looking with Inge to the, you know, what, how, what, what is left of the donations that we received for the phone. And uh, since I didn't have to buy the most, you know, these more expensive models of the iPhone, uh, there was, there were, I don't know exactly how much we had left, but there was a, a sizable amount of donations that was still earmarked for the phone and for the video production. And then I got an unexpected gift, um, a pretty large gift recently, um, that was also meant specifically for to support the work that I do. And, uh, and so when adding that up, I realized that I actually had enough um, in donations to, re- to get a, a, another Mac, to get a, a new editing computer, which is... What I did, I, I went to the Apple Store, the online Apple Store, and they just had started selling these refurbished Mac Studios. The Mac Studio is uh, it's like a larger, like a double-decker version of the Mac Mini. Um, and these computers are made for editors. They are made for professional editors. They have lots and lots of USB ports uh, for extra monitors, for hard drives. It also has an SD card slot on the front of the device. It is an absolute powerhouse. And the the normal, the regular price would be pretty expensive. But since this was a refurbished model, um, I was able to save, I think, 600 euros on that model. Plus, it actually came with one terabyte of, of storage, which, considering how much I was struggling with the internal storage of the of the MacBook seemed like a dream to me. So, didn't overthink it. I was like, we have the donations. I need that new computer to do my work properly. This is a business expense. I would probably never buy such an expensive computer for myself. But for my work, this is, this is what it takes to continue um, uh, to work on, a, on the next level. So I got that. Um, and I taken some time to install that so that Sunday evening not only was I had I figured out or worked on Sunday to figure out all the new functionality of the iPhone um, but also I was studying a number of videos to figure out how to create a good workflow including in including you know how am I going to back up all this stuff because I don't want to lose my uh, my video material because of, you know, not having a backup. I still am a little bit frustrated that by accident, since I didn't have that workflow and that backup system, um, I lost a full day of footage 
from my time in France, which, you know, I can work around it, but it, it's still, it's gone forever. And it's, it, I know exactly why that happened. I was working on that laptop in this small room in the cottage that we rented, and I had turned my cupboard into a small, tiny office because there was, not a t there was no table in my room. And it was such a hassle to move that uh, footage from my camera to the hard drive of, the, uh, of this uh, already overloaded MacBook that for some reason that, that one day I just forgot to make a backup of that stuff and then later on I needed a, an SD card and I, I wiped one of my SD cards <laughs> and it turns out that was the SD card that had all the footage from that one day and it was a beautiful, it was a really good shoot. I remember what I filmed, it was an amazing medieval town and oh man, I, I still regret it that I was so stupid too to wipe out that SD card. So now that I had all this material from the zoo, I, I figured this is not going to happen another time. That was a huge disappointment, but now I'm going to be prepared. So all in all, I worked way too late that Sunday, um, but at least I did have a backup of all that stuff. Then it's Monday. Monday is normally a day that I try to take it easy because as a priest, I work on Sunday, and not only for Mass, which is already quite intense, uh, having to come up with a, a homily and then uh, the Mass itself and then the pastoral conversations afterwards. Uh, but, but this time I'd already... I had also spent an entire day um, filming and <laughs> creating all this, this animal footage. Um, but I, at the same time, I was excited. It is, uh, you know, Sunday was the 1st of October. And in my mind, the, the ideal would be uh, I'm going to have this, this look back on the month of September. And I'm go it's going to be in people's inboxes and on social media, like at the beginning of the new month. So, instead of taking the day off on Monday, or at least to take it easy... I sat behind my new computer and I was like, you know, this is probably going to take an hour. It's, it's a very short video and uh, I've done this before. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, this is, this is, uh, this is iPhone footage. This is not, the iPhone footage is very different from the footage that I would normally record on, a, uh, on my Canon cameras. So, I figured, well, I'll just use the Apple software to edit it. I've worked with that in the past, the Final Cut Pro. And, uh, you know, how, how hard can it be? All these editing pro pro programs are, are the same. So I started to try to get that footage into Final Cut Pro and to edit it and color correct it. And it was horrifically difficult. It was so cumbersome to... I will spare you the details, but I've, I was baffled by how hard Apple makes it to edit the stuff that you shoot on a phone. And so I, that entire day I was watching tutorials and reading up, and then I was 
I was editing, I was trying to edit, and Final Cut, if you've ever used uh, iMovie, it's very similar. It's like a, the big brother of iMovie. But it also has all these quirks, these strange, atypical methods uh, and, and procedures that are probably making a lot of sense to the Apple developers, but they're not standard at all. They don't resemble anything that you would do, have in other professional programs like Adobe Premiere or DaVinci. And I'd forgotten how incredibly irritating that program was. And, and this is one of the reasons that I switched to Adobe Premiere in the past. I was like, God, I'm so done with Final Cut Pro. It, the, forget about the Pro. This, it's a hobby program. It's, I'm sure that you can ultimately, you, you know, if you spend long enough working with it, you might be able to get the same results, but it is so much harder. Um, why would I bother? And so now switching back to Final Cut Pro, it turns it turned out to be such a downgrade in my experience. And it took forever to figure out how it worked. And of course, the iPhone has all sorts of nifty tricks, like you can make it look as if the, you know, you use a much more expensive lens, but then that, that is a particular type of file that you can only use in Final Cut. And then even in Final Cut, it was so hard to work with. Anyway, at the end of the day, I have almost nothing done. I think I'd, I'd edited two minutes and I was so frustrated and angry. And I started to post on the Discord server. We have a tech club and I, I just had to vent. I just had to rant. I was like, come on, Apple, why do you do this to us? I cannot believe it. And so <laughs> afterwards, I felt a little bit sorry. So I apologized to the community like, oh, my gosh, I, 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 I apologize for my rant. And then uh, nobody reacted at first. So I felt even more guilty. I was like, oh, come on. I need to, I mean, let's, let's try again tomorrow. It's Tuesday. Surely with an extra day, I'll be able to master this. But I went to bed very frustrated. And it, it felt a bit like the olden days when I was working against the deadline uh, for the TV show and then uh, I would have these these computer problems and oh my gosh my blood would sometimes boil and that's kind of how it felt that, that Monday it was like man I had I thought this would be easy and instead it's so much harder than than I thought why can't I do this and so this morning I fresh start you know let's sit down how hard can it be I'll just be very methodical. And I started working. So far, so good. I figured out a lot of things. And even though I was still a bit baffled by some of the, by some of the functionality of, uh, of Final Cut Pro, I was able to get the whole thing together. It took me about eight hours. So finally wrapped up editing. I was very happy with the end result. The very cool video, um, only five minutes, but really nice and upbeat and lots of. It had a good pace. It was exactly what I imagined it to be. And so, I think you know what's coming, right? I say, okay, let's save this as a YouTube file. And I press the button, and nothing happens. And I press the button again, nothing happens. I look up three, four videos. What's going on? 
they don't seem to provide me with any answers. So, I get, okay, well, and when something doesn't work, what do normally the techies tell you to do? Just shut down the program, uh, reboot it again, reboot the computer, and then nine, nine, nine times out of ten, it will work. So here I was, it was like already 5.30 p.m., I was getting hungry. I restart the computer, relaunch Final Cut Pro, and I get this error message. And it says, your Final Cut Pro library has been damaged. Do you want to load a backup? Here is a list of the backups that I've made. And then the last backup dates back to like three or four hours before that. So it means that all the work that I put in that video would be erased. So I, tr I had no choice. Like, okay, I still have it in my mind. It's going to be, uh, I want to eat, but maybe, you know, in an hour I can probably finish, uh, re redo the edit. And so I start up the, the, the backup and, oh my goodness, everything is gone. Everything is gone. And I'm like, what is, what's going on? What's happening? And I ultimately figured out what was, what, what was wrong, but the entire video is basically gone. I only have the first minute left. So I, I, I ended up with less than I had the day before, at the end of the day. And I looked at my watch, and it was 8.30, almost, getting close to, to 9 p.m. <laughs> it's like... There was this moment where I was on the verge of turning green and bursting out of my clothes and, and, and smashing everything in my room. But then I, I, the, the, my new habits kicked in. I was like, so what do you do when you feel these strong emotions? You make a step, you step back and you observe your emotions. How does it feel? Where does this feeling come from? And what's actually the problem? Is there a problem? And this is where I learned a number of things. First of all, what's the problem? Okay, I spent two days for naught. But at the same time, I've learned some valuable insights. First of all, do not use Final Cut Pro if you want to, if you want to have a good end result. The program is too finicky. It's not... It's, it doesn't work with, my, with what I'm used to. Uh, how do you say that? It, it's, it's just not good enough um, compared to the programs that I use. So that's a, that's a very, very valuable insight. I won't waste any more time trying to work in Final Cut Pro. The second thing is, I watched a ton of tutorials. So I learned a lot. Even though none of that knowledge ultimately helped me. But at least I know that uh, I've got backups of all my I didn't lose my footage, I just lost the edit. Um, I've already gone through all the material, so I know how I, I edited it before, so now if I have to do a second edit, um, it's probably gonna be much faster because I don't have to think anymore, I just have to recreate what, uh, what was lost. And then um, the final thing I did uh, before I had some, some food, was, okay, uh, what would happen if I import all this stuff into DaVinci Pro, which is the editing software that I normally use? 
and uh, I imported it and it looked all washed out. It looked nothing like um, the, the vibrant colors that I had. And so looked up a quick tutorial. All my colors are washed out and I found this quick fix that would restore that footage. So in, in, in the final like 15 minutes of, of today's work, I learned how to use the Apple footage, the iPhone footage, in, in the software that I'm comfortable with. So that's actually a huge... I would not have looked that up uh, had things not gone uh, south. So all in all, I told myself there's, there's no reason to be upset. You know, what, why am I so upset? It's because I had this idea that oh, this is going to be easy, it's only going to take one hour, and <laughs> that's literally what I thought instead of two days. And then I want this video out at the beginning of the month. But I had not communica communicated this deadline to anyone. I hadn't even told you that I was going to make this monthly video. That was all kind of self-imposed stress. And my frustration was more about not being able to meet those targets that ultimately were just self-imposed. So then I started to think, well, why am I upset about not meeting that deadline? And, and I, as I talked about it with Inge for a while. Uh, she knows me for, for years, so she knows how my brain sometimes, you know, derails. And she said it's probably because it triggers that old... Um, mechanism where you feel that if you don't deliver then it's worthless you know you are worthless it's it, you feel like you constantly have to prove that it, that you are worth <laughs> your, your your existence how do I say that I felt I, re I realized that I felt extra guilty because I had uh, gotten this new phone I had a new editing computer and after two days, I still hadn't shown anything as a result of all those, you know, very expensive purchases. And, 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 and that made me worry about my worth, my self-worth. You know? what, what, what does it serve for someone to have the newest iPhone if, if he can't deliver a production? <laughs> but all that, of course, is just in my mind. It's... it's it's ridiculous to think like that. And that all goes back, of course, to those, you know, childhood years where some people have made me feel very much, you know, worthless unless I was always reaching the summit of, of, of what I could do. And the, the, the nefarious thing that's also part of that inner speak is that there is a religious dimension to that as well. I've been brought up um, with, an, with a constant reminder that God gives you talents and you should not bury those talents. You have to maximize them. It's not enough to, well, you shouldn't bury them. You should also not, you know, be the, there's this parable where there are three guys and they get talents, which is basically money and one buries the stuff and the other one invests and there's the third one who actually maximizes the profit. And, um, and I've always been taught, you have to be that guy. 
you have to not just go for you know mediocre results no you have to maximize everything so always be the best and that is what i've always worked so hard to be in school i wasn't good in sports and everything so i overcompensated by trying to always have the highest notes and to be the best of the class and and that continued for decades or I felt, not because I was vain or because I wanted to show off, but just because I felt like if I don't have the best result, and this is where the perfectionism comes from, then it's all worthless. And now I'm like this whole experience kind of re-triggered that, even though I was aware that that was what was going on. And so now what I'm doing by sharing this with you is to put everything back in perspective. You know, these three days were not useless. No, they, they, I've learned so much. I've, this is a time of ex- experimentation and discovery. And how can you possibly think that with two new devices, <laughs> you can master them in, in, in such a short time and then even deliver like a, a fully edited video? Come on. It's okay to take some more time. And... Uh, and also, you know, I tend to only think about the, thing, the, the one thing that didn't work or the, the loss of that edit. But I forget that I actually had a blast filming that stuff and, and, and uh, running around in the zoo. I had a fantastic... I mean, it was a, a very good Sunday for physical exercise. <laughs> and, and even now, you know, this whole... This whole uh, I wouldn't call it a failure, but this whole experience motivated me to get on the road and and go for a walk, even though it's night and I'm walking past the highway and all these cars are passing by and I'd rather be in bed. But at the same time, you know what? I'm closing my activity rings. I'm, I'm, I'm outside. I'm breathing fresh air. And, and I'm processing what happened. So all in all, very positive. And, and that's where I notice how much I've evolved. Um, and even though sometimes those old mechanisms are triggered and come back, um, I'm also able to, to step out of it much faster and to take some distance and look at the situation a little bit more objectively and especially to focus on the positive instead of losing all my energy by getting mad about something that ultimately is completely irrelevant and not you know who cares that i lost that 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 edit you didn't know it existed and it's only it's only one day you know i'll 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 figure it out i'll learn from from this experience and it will only make me wiser in the future so anyway that's uh, that's how i try to deal with disappointments and um, this may have been a bit of a technical explanation but I hope you can also apply some of this to your own life when you are dealing with negative emotions or, or, or you're disappointed in yourself or in something else always try to rethink it to reframe it because disappointments are only the result of the distance between the goal you set for yourself and the reality of what is possible. I don't, t- I don't say that you shouldn't strive for the best, 
but you are currently doing the best you can. Can you do better in the future? Sure. We can all learn. We can all improve. But right now, no matter if you are in, in, a, in, a, in, you know, in a time of success and prosperity, or you're, you're in a difficult moment uh, of your life where you're really feeling the struggle, you've been doing the best you can. And that's enough. And everything that went wrong is also an opportunity to learn, to become wiser, start again, and to grow. Thank you so much for joining me on this walk. And for my patrons, stick around, because, of course, I'll go the extra mile for you. If you want to listen to the extra content that I record for my patrons, you know the drill. Go to patreon.com slash Father Roderick. Thanks in advance, and we'll talk soon.